Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio. So let's get started with that, shall we? Well, hello, Leia. Quite the week. <laughs> Last week, this week, so many things going on. So many things happening. Yeah. Life-changing things. Life-changing. Like Thomas Mountain changed your life. Oh, that was just really a lot of fun. We'll be talking about that too. Don't worry. Ford. Ford. Contacted me. Mm-hmm. Allowing me to lay out the, the truck. Man, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's I, a lot of money. I don't even want to talk about it because that amount of money makes me nauseous. I, you know, I was thinking to myself, it's like, yeah, you know, we... We we bought the Xterra. We we got really good really good price, and then I bought the uh, the Nissan Leaf, really cheap. I drove I'm driving the crap out of it, you know, for years. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I think I think it's okay to get a new car. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, but that is a lot of money. <laughs> it's like I could just buy another used car, right? But yeah, I don't know. It's it's happening. <laughs> well. Oh, dear listener, thanks again for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. We appreciate you taking a couple hours out of your week to listen to us uh, talk on many things. Ham radio things, life things. Oh, man, I wish you hadn't talked about that car. I'm like all stressed out about it. (laughs) (laughs) You getting itchy? I'm getting itchy and I don't know why. (laughs) I'm happy for you. I am. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah. So many YouTube Mm. videos that I get to make on putting ham radios in that and the fact that it has a 240 what if it is just like the noisiest thing oh it's ever. probably gonna be it's probably gonna be crazy noisy but hear me out because it has a 240 volt outlet in the bed right i can run a legal limit amplifier for ham radio you can in the back of the truck you can run a radio that you can't get any signal in or out of no i, I don't for think it's hours <laughs> for a really long time you're just screaming on the air you can't hear anybody yelling back at you like hey, get off my frequency you just become what do they call that the truck is on your frequency it's all over your frequency they call that an alligator i just can't believe that- i i had like booked that appointment for you to go down to Ford mm-hmm. to test out a radio with the car on. And you, you did brought not tell nothing. Me <laughs> you, you did not tell me that. That was that was why you did that? Yes. I went through so much trouble to you talk know to you th- never explained that to me, right? What you were thinking? I absolutely did. No, you oh, did but not. You're so crazy right now. <laughs> you did not. I did. I, I probably like, should have done that. Yes. <laughs> There's still time. You probably should have done that, Lana. Yeah. I'm just saying. That would have been good if I had taken a radio. I even, I even told the sales rep that I've been working with for months. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay. Yeah. So it's going to sound really weird. My husband, he needs to bring some radios and maybe a camera with him. <laughs> she was uh, like, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to call Ford, I guess. <laughs> going to make a call to, to Norm Reeves Ford. Uh, go. I just need to check something really fast. It's, it's basically the crux of the whole deal going Yeah. That <laughs> you just approved. So now, now that we're talking about it a little bit, I put in the $100 deposit 
right. May of 2021 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard anything, nothing. Radio silence from Ford, nothing, right? Went down to the um, the dealership because the dealership had the Ford Light, had a Ford Lightning. Mm-hmm. And basically what when the dealers get them, it's because somebody has decided not to buy it. They went through the whole process of specking it out, having it built by Ford, having it delivered to the dealership, and then went like, nah, they I'm, also, I'm head out. They also found out their radio still working. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, not and even so, FM. Not even, not yeah. <laughs> That's why it's serious AM's FM. Dead. It's all serious FM. That's yeah. it. So, um, so that's why they have the dealers have them. And then when the dealer gets one, they just put an astronomical markup on it. Like that, yeah, like that they put a Ford, they put a Honda Odyssey on top of yeah, <laughs> just an obscene thirty thousand is like on the light side from what yeah, I they, and they admit it. And they, oh they yeah, even they're just said like it. they're just they like, like hey, people are flipping them on eBay, so we're just going to do the same. People are literally taking their their order of the truck and then immediately reselling it. Can can we do that? <laughs> Ford has you sign a paper that says you won't do it. It's like, well, what are you going to do? How do they know? How do you know? How are you going to know? Who's going to know? Who's going to know? <laughs> I, already, I already sold it. I lost it in a boating accident. <laughs> the whole truck. But the truck on a boat. <laughs> and it was a boating accident. Truck's in the water now. And then, pff, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to go sue the fishes? They're, they own it now. I don't know how they're charging it down there. Um, it's it's only electric eels, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Whether, whether or not they wanted to be, they're all electric now. Uh, so they, so then it was literally Monday or Tuesday that I get the text that says, "Hey, it's time to build your build your Ford. It's time for us to take your money now." <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, "Okay, so sure, boom, boom, boom." And then I figured, and it said, it said spring. 2023. That's the estimate. Yeah. I checked the, the no, I got another email from Ford this morning. It's like, uh, we're going to build it December 5th. They probably already have it. And I'm like, what? They probably already have it. What do you mean December 5th? And they're like, they yeah, no, so we're building it. back out. I we're, we're building it December 5th. So that basically means I'll have it before the end of the year, basically, is yeah. my guess. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. So Merry Christmas to me. Yeah. Really good Christmas time for me. Yeah. I'm not getting Leia, you don't have to buy me anything for Christmas. I'm okay? definitely not buying you. Okay, you can just I'm gonna, I know you have I'm big gonna, plans. I'm gonna buy a bow. <laughs> that, still one of my favorite things ever is the car commercials where someone gives someone a car, an unknown car with a bow on it. And they're like, What kind of relationship do you have? Were you just not our kind of relationship? No, no. Where you just show up with a car and your wife is like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what I wanted," and nobody's mad. <laughs> nobody's mad that a major purchase a was huge made purchase. in their home without any any discussion. <laughs> like the that is audacity. Like, where do you find the audacity for this? Like, I can't even imagine. Those things uh, maybe, crack me up. Maybe other people aren't as particular as we are about our things. No, it's, well, particularness aside, it's straight up just the, I'm going to go drop 30 plus thousand dollars. And they're always like, it's always like a Mercedes on the, on those, those commercials. Lexus. And so, you know, those are like 80 plus thousand dollars. It's a season cars. to remember. Jeff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> remember the time you got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but she got a Lexus out of the deal. 
So that's nice. No, it took it back in the divorce. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that was a bit of a tangent. Uh, but hey, look forward to uh, interesting content regarding the Ford Lightning. Oh, we're going to get a lot of comments on this. I, that Ford Lightning is getting, it is such a hot button item with people. Why? It's a car. Guy. So it's, um, it's, it doesn't tow well. That's it. It does not tow well. What are you going to tow? I'm towing nothing. <laughs> so I don't care that it doesn't tow well. But, um, you know, people are like, well, you put a diesel, you run a diesel, you can tow for forever with a diesel. The problem with a, the, the, the diesel won't get you in the carpool lane. That's it. <laughs> there it is. Now you know my entire need of a vehicle is the carpool lane uh, and four-wheel drive. How much does a the carpool lane save you in time a day? Mm, an hour yeah, or more. Yeah. So what's my hour worth? It's priceless to me. <laughs> it's, it's priceless. It's a treasure of time. We must, we must save it. Well, Leia, I think we just go right into it. Leia, would you like to take a test? Yeah. And you can study along with Leia by going and checking our links in the show notes. We happen to like the Gordon West test prep books with uh, HRCC links for the Technician General and Extra. Those are Amazon links, so mm -hmm. check that out. I also really recommend the Fast Track series that's available on Audible. And as we have clarified a couple of times now, you can get a free book on Audible. And that book is yours forever. You don't get not another. A, they're not going to give you another free one. Not for not for like an entire year, I think, right. of you being off Audible. Right. But you could go get the Fast Track series for your technician general or extra. Turn, deactivate the whole thing. And you still have that. Yeah. With that said, I do like Audible. I still use it. And we did actually also find a way that you can gift your Audible points to another person. Wow. So I'm going to give you some points. So that I can <laughs> so that I can buy the fast track into your radio. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get mm -hmm. your game. Yeah, All right. So there you go. So check out the links in the show notes. We appreciate it. Leah, what uh what are you what are you what are you on right now? What do you got going? I'm on Trulies, apparently. <laughs> you are on some Trulies. These are holiday Trulies. I am on question 11 of 35. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of a power supply interlock? Mm -hmm. A, to shut off the power supply if too much voltage is produced. B, to shut down the unit if it becomes too hot. C, to ensure that dangerous voltages are removed if the cabinet is opened. D, to prevent unauthorized changes to the circuit that would void the manufacturer's warranty. I selected the wrong thing. Mm. Um, but it is to ensure that dangerous voltages are removed if the cabinet is open. Yeah, it's literally a little switch. Oh, really? An inner lock, if you will. Oh, hmm. Never, never been seen before. <laughs> There's by seen me. in lots of things. By me. And not just power supplies. Lots of devices have it. Like what? Uh, my ham radio amplifier has it for sure because you can touch things in that thing that'll just kill you, <laughs> just unalive you. Which of these classes of amplifiers has the highest efficiency? Speaking of amplifiers, A class B, B class AB, C class C, D class A. And I selected C class C because mm -hmm. C is a bad grade. 
That's the most Asian of, of sorting mechanisms for amps. But that doesn't make sense because it's the highest efficiency. Mm. See? It's because nothing in ham radio makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. The next question reads, what does the Q signal QRV mean? Mm. A, I am ready to receive messages. B, there is interference on the frequency. C, you are sending too fast. D, I'm quitting for the day. That's <laughs> okay. And uh, it's A, I am ready to receive messages. I got it wrong. Oh, okay. I'm I'm purposely not telling anybody what I selected when I'm wrong, just so nobody internalizes yes. the wrong. Yes, good, answer. good call, good call. That is a smart. That is a yeah. smart. You yeah. should have a little buzzer like a. Ding what does when QRV right. sound like? Uh, sound like what does QRV stand for? It just said. I know, but why is it RV? Oh, they're they're not acronyms. You just assign random letters to mean things. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I can't no QRP is low power. QST is your physical location. Yeah. Uh QST? No, that's uh QTH. Okay. QSL. It's like is QTH. The home. No, it, there's it's not an acronym. It's not the an acronym. hell it's not. It's it's not. <laughs> They're not acronyms. QRZ is do you acknowledge? Did you copy that basically? QSL acknowledgement of transmission. Mm. They're not. No. Just making up things. It's the worst. <laughs> the next question reads, what is the maximum height above ground to which an antenna structure may be erected without requiring notification to the FAA and registration with the FCC provided it is not at or near a public use airport? A, 200 feet, B, 300 feet, C, 50 feet, or D, 100 feet? Um, I got that one wrong. It's 200 feet. <laughs> okay. That, I guess like that, airplanes and stuff. That's pretty high up. 200, <laughs> 200 feet is feet pretty, pretty high. high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 100 feet is, is already real high how what is that compared to like how many stories of a building is that 200 feet i like how many 10 stories how many supreme oh 200 i don't yeah. know That's... how many supreme screams is that <laughs> how tall is supreme scream <laughs> i think i looked this up once when we went with your 312 dad. feet supreme scream is 312 uh-huh that's pretty high. You think you could tune it? Uh, so maybe. So does that mean that they have FAA approval? Yeah. On Supreme Scream. Well, at one point they had to have had the discussion with somebody. Hey, we're gonna build this tower that we're gonna drop people down. So. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's probably some kind of theme park exemption, mm, right? There's like, probably something like, like the Matterhorn. Which was a gymnasium. Yes. Classified as a gymnasium. The only buildings at that time that, that could be built. That was a code, there. some BS code thing in Anaheim. You can still play uh, basketball in there. How do you know that, that you can still play basketball in there? Mm, 
Well, I guess you it's have been a no long time. reason to know that's if that's true or not. Yeah. Once upon a time, though, when the sky, we've talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. when the sky buckets used to go through the hole, mm-hmm. the hole's been closed up because a kid fell out of the sky bucket. Right. You used that's to be a, able. You just can't have nice things. <laughs> I believe if you were if you went on the right track of mm-hmm. the Matterhorn, and you go through the opening, you could turn around and you could see the hoop. Nice. And I used to tell people, you know, turn around when we get through here. Turn around and look at that hoop. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I said it. Twelve-year-old Josh. You see that hoop, though. That's the hoop de hoop. We redid um, the playroom into Ben's room. Right. And the hammer I'm using is actually an axe. <laughs> like it's a uh, carpenter's axe, but sure. yeah. <laughs> so I came in the room and Ben is like, "What are you? What are you doing with that axe?" And I'm like, "I'm here to axe you something." <laughs> he didn't laugh. It was no, surprising. I no. just it was a good one. Just wasted, yeah. wasted on the NAS boys. <laughs> That's it. That uh, that wit of yours. Fine. Are you good on questions? Or you... uh, last one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what useful feature does a power supply bleeder resistor provide? I have literally seen none of these questions before. <laughs> yeah, you're just... going to go through a lot of that considering how fast you're taking these. <laughs> you're going to have a lot of those moments. <laughs> a, it ensures that the filter capacitors are discharged when power is removed. B, it eliminates ground loop current. C, it removes shock hazards from the induction coils. D, it acts as a fuse for excess voltage. I believe it's A. That's what I selected. Why did you say that before? Now it's... Oh, I saw you click. (laughs) I saw you click it. Yeah, it's A. A. It ensures that the filter capacitors are discharged Mm -hmm. when power is removed. And a bleed to bleed something? To like mm-hmm. slowly let it out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever. Often blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wowee. All set. I'm all set. Well, good job, Leah. <laughs> Better than fifty percent average, I think. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> if if I were one of our children, I would no longer be, be so able mad. To. I, you I wouldn't would... have a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have television privileges. No, no more golf lessons. That's for sure. You'd be taking away your Jankopotamus. No. <laughs> so all those things. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to watch The Flash. No. Excuse me. <clears throat> Join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Leah, we have three <gasps> reviews. Wow. Three reviews. I hope they're good. This one is from <laughs> KJ McFly. Hey, KJ. Long time listener, first time reviewer. You guys are amazing. I'm a tech on the Oregon coast with Mike Fright and a handful of Baofengs. <laughs> <laughs> I love I don't, Well invested in Baofeng futures. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I tried to key up once or twice during the local Friday net, but the lack of Baofeng power and coastal ranges terrain, I couldn't get my voice out. Probably for the best. Anyway. 
I wanted to say thank you. I only listen to podcasts on my iPhone, and I've been a listener YouTube watcher of yours for about four to five years. Wow. wow thank thank you. you so much, KJ. I think that even predates the Hammer New Crash Course. That's crazy. I'd guess uh, always good stuff. I always learn something and I'm always entertained. Thank you for keeping ham radio fun and interesting for non-EE. And that's electrical engineers. So yeah. People don't know that. Mm -hmm. and it says, I'm a banker. He's probably from Boston. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he'd win at the Oregon Trail. As, no, did you say he's, he's at the Oregon Coast? He's on evidence. the Oregon Coast. Yeah. He, his, as he, he succeeded. A long line of bankers. Yes. The only ones who actually made it yeah. to Oregon. Exactly. Oregon's just full of bankers. Full of exactly. Fil they're exactly. filthy with bankers. Yes. All of them from Boston. The, if you want money lent to you, you go to, whoa. Wow. That was a... Uh... That's definitely a muted device. <laughs> I got my tech two years ago at the beginning of the panoramic, and the success is due in large part to your enthusiasm and passion for the hobby. A big thank you goes to both of you. Well, thank you, KJ McFly, and that's a KJ7NGJ. Well, thank okay you, and congrats on your tech. Do we yeah, get congrats. a do we I mean, two years ago, but you know, yeah, he's, yeah, okay. oh, ooh, that's a hot one. All right. A... This is from Moon Nerd, my hey. favorite podcast. What an hey, amazing! <laughs> is that is he Moon Nerd? Oh, okay, because I don't see the email. Is that what it? Yeah. Okay. What an amazing podcast, Jaya. Jaya. That's, Jaya. That's, that's our that's our couple's name, Jaya. Let's not do that. That's like <laughs> we're a Vietnamese dessert. <laughs> no, that's Jaya. <laughs> exactly what no, I said. No, that's not what you said. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Josh and Leia make ham radio fun. Their charm and expertise will make you feel right at home. I will. I was always intimidated by electronics, but they make interest in my very. I'm sorry, uh, but they take interest in my very basic question. Sorry about that. I can read well. I don't read good. <laughs> I highly, highly recommend this podcast. And that is from Rob. Thank K5 you, K five DCQ. And here we go. This is last review, question mark, from one K1MAZ. Hmm, what's going on here? Last review. Hours and hours and hours and hours of the two hosts' lives <laughs> have been enslaved to this podcast. <laughs> first, it is, first, it was a few emails. Then it became a lot of emails, followed by mostly emails. The backlog is so long. So start at the beginning, trudge through unrelated topics with re reoccurring themes, dig around for your ham radio dusting, sift through the waters, silt and reoccurring theme uh, and muck of everyday life, and you will bask in the glory of Josh and Leia. Having a hard day? Leia will laugh your tears and pain away at least for three to five hours a week. <laughs> Josh will explain us some knowledge and, and other ephemera. Will they always agree? What is a world without Discord? You can talk on you can talk on there. Starting at uh, starting at the beginning, just want ham radio content at the front end of the podcast. Believe me, you are going to love the podcast in about two and a half years. <laughs> Seventy three kilo what MAZ. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. That That's awesome. both volunteer podcast co-producers. Yeah, thank they you. They got together <laughs> and, and made something happen there. So thank you both for well, thank you all for that. We appreciate yeah. you uh you sending in those reviews. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? 
Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. And welcome to the preparedness corner. I just want to give a shout out to the to the man who made that jingle. I got to meet him in person on Thomas Mountain this last weekend. Nice. And he is going to be featured prominently in the last video of the, of the video series for Thomas Mountain because he did something really cool. What? Well, I can't tell you. You're going to have to wait for the video. God. I know. I hate cliffhangers. I know. Sorry. I wish there was a way I could Google the plot spoil on this one. <laughs> you can. I have <laughs> Nobody knows any of it. Well, everybody there knows. You were all witness to it. And if you didn't make it, well, and you missed out, you have to I'll just ask video. Adam. He'll tell me. Yeah, Adam will tell you. <laughs> He's a good guy like that. Yeah. He won't. Yeah. Well, what do we got, Leah? Well, this week's preparedness corner comes from Yahoo Finance. <laughs> what? Okay. Top eight Black Friday emergency preparedness deals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. People are really getting way outside their lane recently. <laughs> like, I'll see an article and it'll it, it'll have nothing to do with finance, but it's by Forbes. I, I just and now Yahoo Finance talking about preparedness. That's weird. Yeah. So let's see how on point. Yahoo finances. Who still uses Yahoo, by the way? Is it I like don't just, know. Is Yahoo a, like is an it actual... Is just people in Utah now? Like, or? did ya- is Yahoo like the search engine defunct and the only thing left is Yahoo Finance? Is that the only thing that made it through? I will say that actually Yahoo Finance was a fantastic tool ahead of its time uh, when it was first launched because mm-hmm. the, the way that you could... Um, choose different selection criteria to compare. There wasn't really anything like it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously everybody else caught up. Right. But, yeah, so. As the world does. hmm So, Yahoo Finance says that ReadyWise <laughs> do not recommend. Not good food. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm food sure is food. I'm sure there's people out there that are just fine with ReadyWise. I'm just saying... They're not that, it's not that good. So they've got Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals, mm-hmm. <clears throat> mainly 72 hour emergency food kits. <laughs> Which we expressively say, don't, don't <laughs> do that. Right, coming out hot. Okay. One of their 72 hour uh, kits provides one person with breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a drink for three days. Mm-hmm. Okay. They also have dry bags. With enough meals for seven days in a reusable, waterproof, 10-liter dry bag. So, I mean, I guess depending on the price, that might not be too bad just to get the dry bag and back up for survival food. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Just a reminder for everybody, if you're going to go down this bucket of food world of of getting preparedness food make sure that like everything on there is something that you could eat yeah but also like if you're starting with nothing right then going going to like a bucket until you can build up your one year of goods or whatever it's not a terrible idea it's it's not um 
It's not, I guess. I mean, just know that you'll really be suffering in an emergency if that's your if that's your food. You want to make the uh, SHTF miserable for you and your family? <laughs> Consider a big bucket of dehydrated food. They have a basic three-month emergency food bundle. It's just a larger bucket. Yeah, it uh, provides one person enough food for 90 days at 2,000 calories per day. That's pretty good. And then they also have a four-week supply two-bucket bundle. That's just a trash can. That's just, that's two buckets. You get in it. Of their of their two-week supply. <laughs> You see what we're doing here is we're just adding buckets. <laughs> see, there's hours listed on the bucket. Yeah. You can just keep adding hours in the form of buckets. They also offer a generator and solar power bundle. It's also in a bucket. A portable. It's a dehydrated generator. <laughs> Just to add gasoline. <laughs> a portable power supply. Um, and they also have a Seychelles water filtration bottle that uh, can filter up to 100 gallons of water. But uh, the problem with the... Well, it depends on how you look at it. The filter only uh, gives off water that tastes like our dehydrated Chili Mac. <laughs> Yeah, no, their whole, this is a, obviously an ad for ReadyWise. Yeah. <laughs> is that just item one? No, that was everything that ReadyWise is putting on sale. So Yahoo Finance's yes. thing you just read was an entire ad for <laughs> well, ReadyWise? Well, didn't say it was an ad, so that's... Did we just do an ad for ReadyWise? <laughs> Are you doing an ad for ReadyWise? I'm not. <laughs> this is one of those cars with the bow situations. <laughs> You gotta talk to me if you're doing crap like this. No, it's not. But it is. Is that it? That's it. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Do you proofread any of this stuff before we go live? <laughs> not this one. <laughs> not that one. I I know you do I normally. Like, I know you do normally. But this like, one feels this like a... we're really phoning this one in. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. <laughs> but I think the highlights are. <laughs> Go on Black Friday, go get some uh, some preparedness meals if you don't have something already. I was not prepared to answer, like, yeah. what good preparedness Dry deals there bags. are for yeah. Black Friday. No. Yeah. There's, there's got to be some stuff available. Uh, maybe get yourself... We're going to talk a little bit about solar generator and solar panel. You know, water filtration. It can go either way. You, you may not need both, but you may, in some cases, want solar over a generator. Some cases, so keep an eye out for those. Maybe Amazon's doing something or something like that. Um, you know, it's always sometimes got good, and and preparedness is often a, a generalized term of like things that you need. When there's no power, water, or food. Like, those are all essential, staples, very important things. But you know who has generally a pretty decent Black Friday is, like, Harbor Freight. Yes. And there are all kinds of preparedness things you might need that you may not need the best showing, the best quality. Right. That you just have, like, some redundancy in tools. Exactly. Things that you will utilize to the point of them 
breaking mm-hmm. uh, drill bits, like screwdriver head yeah. drill bits. Those right. are those are disposable, mm-hmm. right? When the IKEA guys were building the the, the kitchen, they just throwing them out. No, I asked them like they drill many, one thing and toss it out. How many? <laughs> no, no like, how many drill bits do you go through in like a kitchen? And the guy's like, I, he's like ah, at least five. In one kitchen? Yeah. They just if you're if you're using a drill and you are screwing things in, it's much better to have the drill bit kind of fail on you mm-hmm. than have it just completely mar the crap out of the screw and make it useless. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a, a balance that that drill bits have to have, screw bits, because if they make the metal too hard, they'll just eat the crap out of the screw. And then you're in a world of hurt and they're trying to go fast. Mm -hmm. So they just probably get cheap old Harbor Freight bits and they just throw them out. Just keep going, right? Um, Something good at a Harbor Freight that you might want. They have cheap solar gear. Not the best, but again, Mm -hmm. redundancy, right? They have plenty of generators. And I've heard that their generators, half the price of like a comparable Honda. Oh, Pretty good, actually. And then um, anything for like vehicular stuff you can build a nice little car kit out of stuff that you find at harbor freight tire inflator gotta have one of those uh anything like they call them recovery straps okay. recovery straps d-links you can get a lot of that stuff at harbor freight again not the highest quality but maybe that's not what you're looking for maybe you just want something nice little box that you put in your trunk not too big a power inverter that can go from 12 volt dc from your car mm-hmm. back into power that's useful in, in a you know SHTF or a power down grid. You know down what's surprisingly situation. useful that I think that uh, people don't think about for their preps, mm-hmm. especially if they're short on space, is those wheelie things. You just stick all your stuff on wheelie things. What are you talking about? What is a you know, wheelie thing? The, it's like four wheels and then a, a, a wood frame on top of so it. So that's a dolly. I, no, I thought a dolly was like, Two wheels with the metal thing that goes thing on up. the bottom, and then a handle. That, that... is a hand truck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Then I'm, what I, is, I may be. Then what is the minds. thing? What is the thing that's like a flatbed on four wheels with four swivel wheels? That is a dolly, but it has a handle. Uh <laughs> that's... That's the like, what do you get when you cross a rhino with an <laughs> elephant? A hell if I know. That's, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still a dolly. Just because it has a handle on it, it's still a dolly. Okay. Well, the, the little dollies stick. Like if you have those uh, those Home Depot buckets of food mm-hmm. and you're stacking them, mm-hmm. just put them on a dolly so you can move them around if you need to move them around. Yeah, because uh, some people are many like things in garages many should layer, be on dollies. Yeah, l- yeah, many layers deep of your preps, mm-hmm. right? If you're again, if you're short on space, you're you're stacking these things like maybe four deep, mm-hmm. and you actually. I mean, if you're two months stocked on seventy-two hour buckets, <laughs> you're gonna need some dollies, my guy. You gotta you gotta cycle things out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a dolly. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that hand truck versus dolly. I'm sure we're gonna get a ton of emails on that. People are just like, 
And guess what? Your emails, we're ignoring them. No. <laughs> you know, last week, I think we read all the emails. Did we really? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. When we tell people we're not going to read all the emails, uh-huh. people stop emailing. Right. Imagine that. Because it's a big time investment for them to write in. It is. it is. No, it is. We feel bad that we don't, you know, get yeah. to all of them now. But hey, you know. what? I think we're getting to all of them today, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, let's keep it rolling. So the show topic. All right. So today's discussion The topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. So this is like a ham radio potpourri. It's it, it is going to be mainly about logging, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the campout, obviously from last week. But going back to last week, we were talking about capturing the moment in ham radio. Yes. Right. So obviously, this whole Thomas Mountain campout we went on, I am a YouTube person. So that's all we were doing was capturing the moment, right? In the form of video camera. Content creation. Content creation in the form of video. Huge thing. That's what we often do. And surprisingly, I just want to remind people just to go back to that topic because, you know, I don't know that it landed with everybody. Take video of stuff. Getting a, a cell phone's cameras are just so impressive now. Just so impressive. Get yourself a little cell phone tripod and just record some of your making contacts, maybe a little bit of your antenna set up. And then you can just like post that on your personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Really wow some people. Probably get some future hams started by them just seeing you having so much fun enjoying your ham radio. You know what's interesting is a long time ago, people used to blog. I know people still blog now. Mm-hmm. But... People would kind of blog on their Facebook. Oh my and god! And then Twitter, that? Twitter came along, and then Twitter's like only 140 characters. Micro blogging. Okay? Hear me out. What if we made a space where all you do is argue with people, <laughs> but you can only have 150 characters to fight? <laughs> That's imagine how stupid your replies will be. Your non-nuanced, dumb person replies that will come out of your mouth. And that's Twitter. That's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was 140 characters. Though. Whatever. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> then. Yeah. It's yeah. It's more than that. Then it was like you can blog and share a picture, mm-hmm. and that was Instagram. Yeah, Instagram really was something. I was in for Instagram. I still like Instagram. I still yeah. do. Although it's suffering from the t- TikTok effect. Yeah. Of, we gotta have video. This thing's got to do video. Oh, did you hear the claim today? Elon what? wants to make Twitter into the new YouTube competitor. <laughs> how? How did that? <laughs> Whatever. I'll tell you how. Whatever uh, YouTube is paying content creators, he'll add 10% to it. What? He's just going to pay creators 10% more. How do he know? That's his claim. He's going to make a video platform on Twitter that if you upload there, their ad system will pay out more than YouTube. How will he do that with all of the people quitting? And all the ads <laughs> quitting. So he, he, he laid off 75% of the workforce, right? His, his Twitter workforce. Yeah. Then he said, if you're then, unwilling to come to work, just consider this your resignation so or you know, whatever. It's strange to me that he didn't start with that. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like, Hear me out. Hear me out on this. So when he said, you know, consider this basically your, your resignation. And he said, but I'll pay you out a month mm-hmm. as a severance. Half of the people left of the 25% that didn't get laid off have mm-hmm. now quit. Yes. He has put the Twitter headquarters into hiatus. It won't reopen until the 21st. 
Really? Yeah, there are people on Twitter that like think this is the the end of Twitter. Like they're saying their goodbyes and telling people where to go listen to their podcasts and where their blogs are and stuff like that because <laughs> they think it's like over. This it's wild. Uh, anyway, long run. I mean, are the servers down? Is there has no. there been well, an I, interruption of no. experience on no. Twitter? I don't. I don't think so. But who knows? You 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 go from having you get rid of that many people. Undoubtedly, some of those are going to be IT people that keep the lights on and the servers. Well, you know, I guess chooching. what I'm getting at is he's laid off seventy five percent, and then half of the remaining have 25. left voluntarily. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're down to what, like twelve point five percent. Mathematically, it's all checking out, Lam. And, and it's still running. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's not down. Everybody's still able to communicate. So like, there's. <laughs> at, at, okay. Look. So I feel like <laughs> I think everybody's I think everybody's pretty much on notice that Leia and I are not big Elon fans. At the same yeah. time, I find this whole Twitter thing hilarious. <laughs> I I vacillate back and forth from like this is the the coolest thing Elon's done to like the dumbest thing Elon's done because he took a a big hit on the valuation of Twitter, like a massive hit. Oh yeah, like he paid twice what market estimate was for Twitter. Why I have because. Didn't he? Because most billionaire man do on the earth equivalent of like an as-is purchase of real estate, <laughs> like waived inspection. <laughs> <laughs> he waived his, his, his right to inspection. As is. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. It's it's been condemned by the city, but who cares? We're, we're so going full it's, in. It's a it's a teardown for him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's got to build up. He, he's gonna big build the biggest house. In the, the smallest neighborhood, he's going to have the biggest house in the neighborhood. I was explaining that to Ben today. I'm like, Ben, you never want to own the largest house in Oh, it's because that monstrosity yes, that's being it, built? And I'm like, good Lord, that, that thing, thing is, is ugly. so close to the sidewalk, I, too. It's like, how did you get around the requirement for green space? I have no because idea. Because you are so close to the sidewalk. And, and it pisses me off that they have that. Like, that we had to do all this stupid green space thing. And they're like, Actually, how about I don't mind. I don't no want to be. Space. I don't how about we paint it green? <laughs> How's that? It's how literally... about I do a living wall on the side of the house and recapture the square footage vertically? Here's, <laughs> city manager, here's here's where your, your vision is. Uh, you, you don't understand see the vision. Green space is traditionally flat. What if we had a cube of green space? One big cube. Five sides. All green. <laughs> That is my proposal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, the, none of this is what the show topic is. I just wanted to mention that. And here's another semi-segue. My new camera that I took on Thomas Mountain mm-hmm. is a cinema camera. Mm. That's what they call it. It's not really... It's it's a video camera, okay? But because it's a quote-unquote cinema camera, they can get away with doing things you wouldn't normally do. So it doesn't have like a shutter, like a... Uh, a still photo shutter okay it does a like a digital shutter just says stop doing the the accepting of light thing yeah (laughs) right whereas a a video camera doesn't need that you don't need to take stills with a video camera right it will take stills but it doesn't have a shutter so they're not very good so it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something haven't done in a while i bought a point and shoot camera 
buying cameras, my I don't guy. know. I don't know. But I'm you actually... You start selling some cameras to pay for your truck. I That's... know. I, know. <laughs> I, I probably do. But every and one of radios. my cameras... Every radios of... are going on fire sale. <laughs> every one of my cameras right now has a unique use. And they're perfectly adapted for this role. So this is awesome. I like this so much that I think you actually might like this. What is it? It's a Ricoh G5 GR3X. Okay. And it's better than your phone. Way better. Prime lens. Oh, okay. Wait. 35 millimeter mm. equivalent. Not 50. I know mm. that would be perfect. Mm. You'd, you'd be in for that. Yeah. So I took this to Thomas and all the pictures I took the weekend were on this. You're, you know, Charlie Beerworth. <laughs> look it's it's a it's just an amazing camera uh-huh so this is my other capture the moment type of thing is oh there's a summit button we found it yeah bring <laughs> it does black and white beautifully bring wow. a bring a camera like a either your phone or whatever capture the moment more than just capturing the logs because then you'll have the memory of the event Along well, you need with... context. Right. Yeah. Right? So there's, that's Conan, the dog. That, that, that that's dog Conan is the digging dog, the hole. Digging the hole that I later fell into <laughs> at you night. You said that that dog was so well behaved. It is. A, it, and it, it made a, coy a wily coyote trap for you. It, it is a smart dog, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to let you play around with the camera at some point. Or maybe use it um, this weekend. And see if you like it but i Why don't was, you take some pictures at the fall carnival I'm, i was planning on it i i think you might actually be like in for this because it's smaller than your phone oh is it are you gonna give it to me i might because <laughs> i want another one no no your days of spending money are over <laughs> you're going to drive in it okay <laughs> you're driving Every, the money yeah <laughs> you're driving the money um, okay, so talking about Thomas Mountain, I want to go back on uh, a couple of my reinforce the ideas that we've talked about in the past going portable with ham radio, right? Thomas Mountain is primitive camping, 100%. No water, uh, no hookups of any kind, no bathrooms even. We were literally pooping in the woods. I got incredible value and use out of my solar system. Okay. I have the cheapest like Jackery. Mercury and Venus and <laughs> Good. Mm -hmm. you said they it were in retrograde. Solar system. What was what people say about <laughs> something's in Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, but the joke there's like is Mercury in something again? I can't no, remember the joke. No. Anyway, did your solar system include Pluto or not? No. <laughs> No, it's a, that's a micro battery. It's a dwarf planet now. Mm -hmm. The solar system that I have is the Jackery uh, with a 100-watt panel. I use that for all my computers, charging up my phone, my headlamp, and I have the smallest one. So for one person, that Jackery with the 100-watt panel, fantastic. The panel did double duty in that during the day, most of the time, it was actually connected to my GoBox. And my GoBox, I have a 9-amp-hour battery that's permanently installed and then i have a miati 20 amp something like that some cheapy off of amazon 
I primarily use that connected to the uh, Epic Power Gate by uh, Red Mountain Radio, uh, something something Mountain Radio. Okay. Anyway, Epic Power Gate's what you want. That ran everything wonderfully. Hundred watts, full power output, all day long and into the evening. It was uh, it was great. Lots of everybody got on my radio. Everybody got on the Buddy Hex, and that whole system was just flawless. I think that my, as I've said before, my go box is probably too big. It probably needs to be a little bit smaller to be very effective or more effective than it is in, in also being portable. The thing that I, that burnt me was I just brought too much. I, I, I just brought way too much stuff. No. I brought the 7300, the Buddy Hex, the solar system. Packed. And I don't even know where you slept, like, because you had so many things in the car. A lot of it was just outside. In the camp. What about the bears? There's no bears up there. Well, there are probably bears around there, but they weren't there. What about the cougars? They don't like ham radio. (laughs) No ladies ever liked ham radio. Is that true? I'm just kidding. So uh, we've seen so many beautiful ham ladies. I know. I'm joking. It was a poor attempt at a cougar joke. (laughs) Uh, I brought I, I brought like I brought like three antennas. I brought like two QRP radios, and there just wasn't enough time to do any of that. Like hanging out with people, trying to do the activation. You're not really going to set up more than one antenna personally, and everybody kind of set up like a antenna, mm-hmm. and then they would kind of we'd rotate who was activating on what bands and stuff like that, and uh, that worked out completely fine. But often you just don't you just don't need that much. You really don't. Like you need like an HT that you can charge off your solar system, which I also did. You need your HF radio, a decent antenna, and and that's you know just make a go with that. Just be happy with that, and kind of just just move on to the enjoyment of it, having fun. Spend more time with you know preparing like what kind of food you're gonna bring. Obviously packing an oven. <laughs> that should be the first thing you should prepare for so you can have cookies and and baked dishes literally homemade baked dishes on the summit oh i guess i should add that to my wish list adam was making um which was just a brilliant brilliant adam I, I cannot say enough about that whole thing but all right we talked about capturing the moment last week in the form of non-traditional methods and i and i still stand by that but okay. then we got a lot of <laughs> got a lot of questions after that. It's like, well, yeah, I like all that, but uh, what actual loggers do you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I too like taking pictures of things, but uh, that's not going to work for my contacts. So there, I'm going to mention a couple of them. N3FJP is probably the the log that I use the most for contesting when I do participate in. Con- I don't always participate in contacts mm-hmm. contests, but when I do, I use N3FJP. And largely it's because I paid once, it was like 50 bucks or something like that, and you can download every instantiation of their contest logger, and they make a separate application for every contest. Mm -hmm. So it's always tailored specifically to what you need and nothing more in the contest, which is great. If you like simple, I'd go that route. If you like complicated, N1MM is a very popular logger. A lot of people use that. A lot of clubs use that. Highly customizable to the point that it's like you're you're tinkering you're fiddling a lot with that no i'm not the biggest fan of that one because of just how much trouble you can get yourself in sure and if you don't use it often you'll come back to it like i do where it's like every six months i'll I'll power up some esoteric digital mode and go like how do i use this again 
And then I have to spend a day relearning the whole thing. N1MMM feels that way. Ham Radio Deluxe is great. That is my, call it, regular ham radio station logger. It's kind of a, a do-it-all tool in ham radio. We did a live stream with the owner of Ham Radio Deluxe uh, about a month ago. Actually, a little over a month ago. Okay. And uh, bummed out for you, if you missed that live stream, there was a coupon code. And it was only good for a month oh man and i was literally getting messages for people and and comments on on youtube that said oh coupon doesn't work it's like well yeah guys we said you had a month <laughs> so r reminder on that right. one, right i guess uh hammers is what i use in the field on my cell phone it is a cell phone app available on apple um, iphone android there's now a pc version of hammers all downloadable you can get it online now, for the, the more analog folks in the room, uh, two recommendations on like a tablet, okay? The first one How is- a tablet analog? A paper tablet, Leah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Analog, Leah, analog, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you go right ahead then. <laughs> I feel like I'm a Flintstones character. You have your little box with a bird in it, and the bird takes the takes its beak and, and punches out your QSL. That's a stone tablet, son, because that could be a QSL card as well as a way to log. Shipping can be tough. You'll have to find a pterodactyl to get that to your final destination. Good lord. Tablet. Well, what now? <laughs> There's two that I recommend, and they are vastly different. Mm -hmm. Remember Rocket Books, the Rocket Book tablets? The ones you microwave? You can microwave, them, and then <laughs> they're just like dry erase. They use those pens, the erasure pens that you like. Yeah. That's a way to go. The advantage of those is you can write your log on them, and then like take your phone out and immediately take a picture of it, and it will digitize your text. Oh man, there still isn't a good way mm -hmm. to hand write something I know. and have it sync. It, it's yeah. To, it's not a that perfect is, world. Th you know what? That still that that is still something. That's my holy grail because I love writing things well, and they... for your mind mm -hmm. it's better for you to write. Have you ever used those pens that have like the camera built into the pen and it's actually recording your writing? And it, no. Those actually do convert very well. But then you're kind of stuck in this pen. They lock you into this pen structure. And Smart pens. that will... Smart pens. They're that will sync with Google? Mm-hmm. What is a smart pen? Tell me more. Mm, yeah, look into it. They're, they've come a long way, but they're still not completely there. So the Rocketbook's recommended because... Because what happens with a tablet, and a lot of people still like using tablets, and I get it. I, I am too a fan of notebooks and pens. Obviously, I talk about fountain pens on here all the time. Not all the time, but I mention them a lot. Big fan of, of journals in general, and I'm always concerned about paper type because I use fountain pens and all that stuff. The Rocket Books are pretty good, though, because, again, you can just immediately take a picture of it. It's logged in the app. The app is saved to the cloud or will save to the cloud if you're on a soda summit. You have no cell phone reception or something like that. So that's a good way to go. And those are usually 
like water erasable. You get like a little towel, like a washcloth, and you can wipe the pages down and it'll just come right off. And so that's really, I think that's pretty novel, a novel approach. We'll have a couple of links in the show notes for you to go check out that as well. But the opposite side of that is right in the rain tablets. You've seen those, right? Yes. They're treated paper that you can't erase stuff off of it. It's pretty much permanent. Pencil is not, but um, a lot of pen is. It doesn't work with all pens. It has to be a a particular type. Of course. Usually ball pens will work, but things like those uh, gel pens generally don't work on Right in the Rain tablets. Right. Right in the Rain is good for those who simply do not want to lose the QSOs. Like Javi uh, came out. He was actually one of the guys, one of the only two alumnus of the Pacifico uh, trip. And he had a tablet. I think it was a Right in the Rain tablet. And yeah, he will do all of his logging for the QSOs live. And he's a he's a pretty prolific uh, summits on the air activator. Okay. He'll do all his logging live on the tablet. And then he'll sit down and like type it over into his phone where his logger is like redo all of it. Right. It just, it's... Uh... There has to be a better way. How far has technology come? This is one of those infomercials. There has to be a better way. <laughs> no, but really. No, but really what? Why is there not a way to convert paper handwriting to digital more easily? It's just very frustrating. I don't know, but um, it's something. I, I think the smart pens have gotten a lot better, so maybe check into that. They do have those e-ink tablets, too. Have you seen those? No. And those auto-sync to the cloud. And they're e-ink, so they're really good on batteries. I know Moleskin came up with something. That uses an electric pen. An yeah. e-pen. But everybody says it's terrible. Well, they're very... In, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Writable? Is that the, the, the tablet that does e-ink? Remarkable? Remarkable. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then lastly, I I mentioned having the physical recorder, right? Because I generally Mm -hmm. am a fan of a device that does a thing, right? I don't like using... I don't like using one device that does like many, many things. Although I will give a nod, again, Kevin, the guy who... um, KN6IIW. Kevin, who did the jingle for the preparedness corner... Mm Doing his ham radio thing that he did a very good job of um, when he was out there on Sunday. He just used his phone. He recorded the audio on his phone okay, so that he could have both sides of the QSO. So the audio coming out of the speaker and the radio was recorded and his voice was recorded. So then he can go back in, listen to it, and write the log out that way. Okay. Which, you know, could be slow, um, slower, right? Because it's not written down in a form that you can just easily transfer it. It means you have to listen to everything over again. Yeah. But he he may want to. Okay. Because that was pretty memorable. And that's a that's a double duty of both capturing the the moment, something that's like real, livable. It's a you know, capturing the living moment. And then also capturing those QSLs, the the QSOs. So uh, yeah, that's um those are those are kind of my big thoughts. So yeah, logging's a big deal. We got a uh, contest this weekend. It's the AWRL sweepstakes. Big big uh, contest for the AWRL. One of the you kind of either love it or hate it. I really like sweepstakes. I was planning on live streaming all of sweepstakes. That was going to be my goal, Leah. Remember we talked about that? I was going to go like nonstop. Ooh, 
and I this weekend carnival. did not <laughs> did not work out for that. So now I have to figure out something else to do for the live stream. I'll probably still activate. Eh, I may still live stream a lot, but we'll see how it goes. And hey, here at the midpoint, want to remind everybody: get in on that giveaway that I'm doing at the end of the month. Huge giveaway. We're going to do th- two 100 watt K6 ARK antenna kits, five 20 watt K6 ARK antenna kits, four or five coffee and ham radio end feds, a chameleon lefts antenna, a chameleon. Can we, can we just call it chameleon though? Chameleon. A chameleon F loop 2.0 antenna and a Buddy Stick Pro. All of that. All of it. Wow. End of the month. Lots of antennas to give out. Hopefully lots of people need antennas and they need a prod a project, something they can dink around with in the winter months that are coming in. So dink around. Dinking around with antennas. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. And we're going to head on out into the fields. The fields? Approaching the tower. To your left is the shipping and receiving. What do we call that? That's annex. It. An- is it the annex? No. That's the, the voice shipping mailings. and receiving department. That's it. It's a proper department. The mm-hmm. shipping and receiving department is on your left. Uh, I did not stop. I stopped at the freaking P.O. box like twice this week. So many letters for Ronald Beavers. <laughs> so many. So many letters. I shove them right up back into the, the hole. Push them back. Stop doing this. I don't know how to be any more clear. <laughs> My name is not Ronald Beavers. Not Ronald Beavers. <laughs> not Ronald Beavers. So if, if anyone is like jokingly sending things to me and writing Ronald Beavers on there, I'm shoving <laughs> right back through onto the floor of the post office. I was told today though that um we did get a box. It is it is in the P.O. box. It was delivered today. I could not stop today. I had to go to work. I had so much to do. So I will get it tomorrow. Sorry, we're not going to be able to open it. We'll talk about it next week. Although I will probably be enjoying what's in that box on the live stream this week, I'm guessing. Okay. At least some of it. So moving right along to the voicemail annex to our right of the tower, you can send us your voicemail. And what is that number, Leah? 562-334-2389. There you go. All right. Hey, Lee and Josh, this is Ham Solo. Hey, it's Ham Kilo Solo. Zero Foxtrot Yankee Romeo or K Fire. K Fire. So, <laughs> I just got done doing another Willard Antenna video to include an activation of a parts on the air using a baritone saxophone. What? I uh, posted that video nice. on my YouTube channel and I put a it's link in the HRCC podcast Discord. So, hopefully, y'all get to check it out. This is Han Solo, K0FYR73. This It's getting intense. Yeah, I, I was going to go do... that <laughs> that K-Fire will tune. I was going to go do a park uh, antenna test video this weekend on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I think I might go to the sculpture garden. Okay. I think I might do it. With your dad in town. Take him to the sculpture garden? Mm-hmm. Board, get him bored real quick and he just yeets out of here. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that mm-hmm. with us, Ham Solo. Definitely, everybody, go check out uh, yeah the mad antics of please, Hayfire. Please join us on the Hammer to Crash Course Discord, the funnest, friendliest Discord in the land of ham radios. Where, if you scroll down a little bit, and you go to the HRCC podcast, all of the shenanigans and all the talks that we have I after the fact, so much about German Scouts today. Oh, yeah. Wild. That is, Scouts is so different. So efficient in Germany. Like, no, we get rid of parents. <laughs> yeah. No adults. And they take off to other countries. I, That's... <laughs> so responsible, yeah. these kids. I, I look forward uh, to the days that people become that independent. I feel like some adults are not that independent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You're telling me a bunch of kids dressed up like dorks. <laughs> That's rude. Those international I think travel. That especially now that I have one, the uniforms are very sharp. <laughs> Children shouldn't be traveling with shorts that short. <laughs> Again, those are the scouts in my day. They have good, nice shorts. They now. have like cargo shorts. Useful and, shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Again, maybe that tells you a little bit about what was going on in the scouts when you got all these little boys running around with you know, Daisy Duke type shorts on. <laughs> that was just the time back then. Like men wore shorter shorts. That's true. Yeah. The 70s and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 80s right. is just a, you know, follow, particularly scouts. Like it, right. it reacts later uh-huh. to changes. Sure. You know, they're sure. not going to redo the uniforms every decade. Remember I... the bell bottom uh, Boy Scout uniforms? <laughs> <laughs> Those are back again. <laughs> The hip huggers were always a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> With having to have a, a, a shirt tucked in. And then also hip huggers. Odd, yeah. odd, right? I like the culottes. The culottes were yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the sash used to actually be a cummerbund. <laughs> so formal. Oddly enough. Yeah. That was a, a, a double breasted uniform that you would wear with, with a cummerbund. <laughs> All right, on to the next voicemail. Josh and Leia, uh, this is Andrew, Kilo Echo 8, Foxtrot Hotel Bravo. Not to be confused with Hey, Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> and I just wanted to pull over real quick um, in the middle of my work and leave a voicemail. I heard um, Josh say something about how um, he didn't know if anything was in the um, PO box for the shipping and receiving department. And as a postal worker, I just wanted to um, let Josh know that um, the Postal Service has a has a um, program or has a service called Informed Delivery, and basically it just sends you an email every morning of like what you're expecting and what's in there, and and just so it kind of gives you a lookout for just to see if there's anything in there, so he doesn't waste a trip over to the post office uh, for the shipping receiving department. Hopefully that uh, that makes that department run a bit more smoothly. Um, anyway, I'm mm-hmm. um, bringing it over to Ham Radio, I guess. Uh, I Pause ordered it. a um, I ordered a Pause yeah. the <laughs> Josh, you should see your my face, face right now. Your face. Andrew, have you used the service you're talking about? Because <laughs> I do and have. And sometimes. It is misinformed. It is a misinformed, <laughs> informed delivery service. Sometimes it's like, maybe you got a box today. I don't know. What are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to know or something? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have gotten those emails. 
I've clicked the link. Log. So, by the way, you get the email. You you click the link on the email. It takes you to the the USPS website, and it'll say, "You have mail in your box. Like it is delivered to your PO box." <laughs> Sometimes, and 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 I'll give them credit. They have some granularity in there. Sometimes it'll say it is at the post office, but has not been sorted into your box yet. So it's good, great. I've had it say like, "Oh no, yeah, you for real have a box." You should totally stop what you're doing right now and drive to the post office. <laughs> it says that. It's urgent. It says for reals. <laughs> for realies. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you want a box right now? Because we have a box for you. And it's holding an axe. Why? <laughs> I'm just going to put some stuff up. <laughs> and then I go and it's full of letters for Ronald Beavers. There's no boxes. There's no yellow slip that says take this to the front to get your boxes. But uh, Andrew, so, while we're on the topic, yeah. how do we stop getting Ronald Beaver's mail? Yeah, can you pull some strings over there? Can you call Ronald? Actually? Because I I feel like we've talked to every postal worker. The thing that is staggering to me about Mr. Beavers <laughs> is the man is alive. Right? He is a living <laughs> human. Because I just get all of his records for Kaiser. <laughs> Medical. But everything's Kaiser online just, now. Kaiser just keeps sending him all the letters, all the things. I never open them. I, right. I do actually mm-hmm. push them through so that they can, I don't know what they do, burn it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, he has not updated his address. For things like his medical insurance, I'm gonna I'm gonna find him on the internet. I, I we may have to because this is just ridiculous. So, uh, Andrew, I do enjoy the the emails most of the time, but my general rule for the emails is the day after the email says it has been delivered to your PO box, I go to the PO box because that has been my experience is when it's like actually there. Give them one oh, extra. It's day. actually clairvoyant. It's, it's too good. Yeah. It's, it's too good. <laughs> it, it's so good it forgets that there's humans involved in the process <laughs> that have to pick up the box and put it into the into the hole. I mean, there's much more than that that goes on, but. Of course. But yes. when, again, they, they have a delineation between has arrived at the post office and is actually in your box. Right? <laughs> so whatever, I just give it a day. That's my general rule. All right. All right, continuing with Andrew's yes. uh, voicemail. Over the weekend, so hopefully that'll get here soon. It'll probably take about a month to get here from China, but I'm really excited to, to play around with that and to just, um, you know, just see what it can do. Nice. Uh, anyway, um, hopefully I'll be able to send my second email soon. I've been work- I've been wanting to send it for about a month, but, you know, work gets in the way and everything, so haven't quite found the time. But hopefully that'll be there soon, and hopefully it'll meet the criteria for um. Hopefully it'll meet the criteria. <laughs> anyway, um, 73, this is Kilo Echo 8, Box Chart Hotel Bravo. Thank okay. you, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> On to the next voicemail. Whoa. That's Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Or Daffy. That's an angry duck. (laughs) 
73, I heard that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Josh. This is Kevin McCrory calling uh, Whiskey Alpha 4, Kilo brought up on mic. Hey, and, Kevin. Uh, hey. My uh, uh, last uh, voicemail was from my alter ego, the original Donald. Donald. Uh, ah. Loves it. Uh, loves the new format. Oh, thank you. And, uh, it's uh, fantastic. And I love the uh, uh, the jingle at the end. So keep it going. Can't get rid of Have that Have a jingle. great day. This is Kevin, Whiskey Off the Fork. You will drop them white. What, what does that mean? We'll, we'll drop them white? <laughs> Kilo Bravo Mike. That was his call sign. Oh, <laughs> We'll drop them white. Is that, is that snow? I just. Lay, you're having well, an thank issue you today. so much, Donald. <laughs> Greetings, my friends. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu, Nathan in Southern Vermont. I just wanted to leave you this voicemail voice. to let you know that I have created yet another song. I'm really getting. A plethora, a genre, a, a, I don't know what to call it, a, a portfolio of songs. Um, a playlist? And I just wanted to let An you know album. that it is a bootload. based on <laughs> Wonderful Tonight by Eric oh. Clapton. I was just singing it, and there was a certain event that caused me to create the song. This isn't fiction in it. Um... So I was just letting you know that um, it's uh, semi-autobiographical. Fantastic. And it's not just me making up stuff. So you'll figure it it's out when you play it. about being in love with the radio. Um, and when you get into <laughs> the section to play it. You don't have to play it now. It's about somebody else's radio. Can you the voicemail if there's any more. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu, your podcast correspondent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Co-producer, would you say? Oh, yeah, volunteer yeah. podcast um, co-producer. And enjoy the, I, I gotta say, email ta- email correspondence tower is more like a um I don't know, a three level house. <laughs> not that many emails, so it's not really a tower. Maybe maybe it's a uh, I'm not, I was gonna say junk pile. Maybe it's a um oh land of treasure treasure trove. It is a. Pick out the treasures. Thank you. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu saying seventy-three. <laughs> it is a woefully negligent multi-story shanty. <laughs> it's the Weasley House. <laughs> That's not bad. It's uh, yeah, it's the Weasley House now. Yeah. <laughs> is the Weasley House unusually tall and on stilts? Mm-mm. Uh, I don't know if it's on stilts. I don't think it is. But it's got like weird parts. So speaking of Wonderful Tonight, that was the background on that, right? It was about somebody else's wife. What's the deal? Or was it Layla? It was about somebody else's wife. I I thought it was maybe Layla. Clapton wrote Wonderful Tonight for Boyd while waiting for her to get ready to attend Paul and Linda McCartney's annual Buddy Holly party. The song is mentioned in her They have a Buddy Holly party every year? It says annual. 
Like, that's the theme. <laughs> you just keep Buddy Holly. I guess that makes sense. If you really invest in one theme, to just do that theme every year, right? And somebody else can pick a different theme. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to cover too many decors right now. Uh, right. Now that made me go look up Layla. Layla was about somebody else's wife. Uh, was the title of Layla was inspired by the story of Layla the Magnan, which Clapton had been told by his friend Ian Dallas, who was in the process of converting to Islam. Nazami's tale about a moon princess who was married off by her father to a man she did not love, resulting in Madjun's madness, struck a deep chord with Clapton. Hmm. Uh, Boyd, who, um, Patty Boyd is the one they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Boyd divorced, divorced Harrison, which I'm guessing is uh, Will, George Harrison of the Beatles, mm -hmm. in 1977 and married Clapton in 1979 mm. during a concert stop in Tucson, Arizona. Harrison was not bitter about the divorce and attended Clapton's wedding party yeah, with his former bandmates Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney during their wow all of them the living the living Beatles during their relationship Clapton wrote another love ballad for Boyd Wonderful Tonight Clapton and Boyd Boyd divorced in 1989 Oh <laughs> Okay sad times Yeah Your dad's obsessed with Clapton so <laughs> I thought yeah, you didn't, would. Uh, didn't Clapton have some real hot takes during the panoramic? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Like it was, it was. Everybody had hot takes during the panoramic. Yeah. Because everybody was a keyboard warrior. <laughs> Nobody saw each other in person. That's right. People got real brave. <laughs> People thinking they were doctors out here. Yeah. <laughs> Not just like doctors, but specifically like. Epidemiologist, epidemiologist, yeah. right? Like, because really even real doctors will be like, "I am not an epidemiologist." Like, doctors will literally say that. I have, I have said this. It's a, a gross oversimplification for doctors, right? But like, it's kind of like a mechanic, if you if you think about it. Okay. Mm they they do have a lot of schooling and teaching and learning that sure. they got to do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it is a similar process to a mechanic. Sure. Right. The way you go about it. I know there's more to it than that, but that's it's also kind of like how engineering is kind of like similar to that, too, except yes. that's a creative process versus. Oh, well, yeah. Well, we're actually creating something. I just want you to know. OK, versus you're just doing what other people Shots tell you fired. to do. Uh, you. Yeah, that's what you guys do. I just want you to know that you only work on what exists. Uh, I work in what is possible, not even known yet. <laughs> There is no limit. And then the physicists come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the quantum physicists are like, bruh. <laughs> Sip a dad now. <laughs> you're, you're talking a big game, engineer boy <laughs> over here. You're also just a software engineer. You're not even like a cool engineer. <laughs> I worked at stuff that goes to space, guys. <laughs> that was always... Okay, so I hate the Big, Big Bang, Bang theory. theory. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but Howard, it. but goes... Howard always gets clowned on for being the engineer, right? And uh, yeah, no, there's two engineers, right? It's Howard and the rest of them are um, physicists. Are they? Mm -hmm. Howard's the one that went to space, though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the engineer. It's so funny. Uh, 
<laughs> and just really the least physically capable too. <laughs> well, I guess Sheldon is very particular. Uh, and had the most attractive girlfriend. Yeah. Bernadette? You think Bernadette was More pretty? More than Penny? Good? Really? Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, but Penny looks so athletic. <laughs> you know? Okay. Bernadette was just like curves under a cardigan. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> just wanted multiple levels. That was just... Yeah. <laughs> You're like justice for engineer. His haircut and fashion style was not it, though. <laughs> not it. All right, so we're gonna mosey on up the tower. Okay, start moseying. The first email is titled "Portable Laptops and Why the Yesu 450 May Be the Best Radio for a Budget." Oh, I take that back. Who's the main character from Big Bang Theory? Leonard. There's a time where he's dating Raj's sister. Oh, she's very pretty. She's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's the one. Uh, so <laughs> glad we got that out of yeah. the way. Really important stuff they, for a show yes. I absolutely hate. <laughs> and oddly know a lot about the people that are on the stupid show. <laughs> so what does that tell you? Hate watching Big Bang Theory. How did you know that? I don't know. I think there was a moment. Is it my dad who really likes Big Bang Theory? Your dad does really like Big Bang Theory. And so I think that's, we would put it on for him. I bet, you know what? I bet he thinks that that's like your life. Oh, <laughs> you know my, That's like that meme, <laughs> what what my parents think I do, what I actually do. You know like, that whole that's thing? That's probably why he liked it. He was like, oh, I feel so close to my son right now. <laughs> that's, that is, that's sad. You make me sad. That is not something I want to, to think. Like, I bet it is. Oh no! I think my mom likes it too. I think you're right. That's horrible. It gave them a deep understanding of you as a person. A deep. <laughs> now I know why Josh has that box, and he pushes a button, and it's just it's a laugh track, and he clicks it fifteen hundred times a day. I get it now. I am the laugh track, Josh. You are the laugh track. <laughs> oh, my God. This is this is not good. I'm both on the show and the laugh track. Oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. I recently found out that John, John Amadeo was part of the Arrested Development team. And now I'm just like even more blown away. <laughs> Because I loved Arrested Development. I, I can't. So by the time that uh, Last Man Standing came around, we were pretty much off of terrestrial. Like, yeah, television. off network TV. Pretty much off of network TV. So we'd have to go out of our way to like I did find watch. It. I did watch Last Man Standing. We did. Just not consistently. No. I binged it, Arrested, Arrested Development. Arrested Development, on the other hand, was a damn fine show. Oh, so, so that funny. the entire cast of characters just stellar. Everyone, there's, there's so always many good money characters. And the banana still, stand. still one of the you're like no, literally. <laughs> yes. <There's, laughs> God, it was so good. That show was so weird. Where the the kid? What was the kid's name? The son. Uh, Michael Junior. Michael Junior. Yeah. Okay. 
like was in love with the cousin or something like that. It's just <laughs> yes. so weird. The 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 mom was just a total nut. And the uh, the brother the whole the whole uh episode where they're they're trying to get like magicians rights the brother and it's job job <laughs> and job's like a traditional top hat tuxedo wearing magician but they're standing in front of like the state building or something like that and they're straight up like a gandalf wizard like not even not even a magician like i do tricks but like i am a straight up wizard like <laughs> Funny. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I, I might have to now. It's like, yeah. oh, I know the guy. I know the guy that did that. <laughs> well, I mean, does does John get residuals? <laughs> how, how do uh, it how know? many how many times do I need to watch it for you, John? <laughs> this is I'll like, just run it in a loop. <laughs> straight up, though, oddly enough, that was a thing. So, oh, this is this is funny. So, YouTube, yes. right? If you're familiar with this, yeah. It's a really good what? <laughs> much clips of videos. It's like, oh, it's like the old Twitter. It's the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The old Twitter. Now that Elon wants to make a YouTube. Yeah. This is... My mind is going in so many directions here. In the movie Something About Mary. Yes. There's a guy that he picks up hitchhiking and he goes, I got an idea. We're doing something. He's like, six minute abs. <laughs> we guarantee everything the seven minute abs guys do <laughs> in six in six minutes <laughs> and that's and that's where you get the the line step into my office because your effing fire <laughs> line comes from that i often will say that is the the point that crazy man it's something about mary so that is literally what elon musk is doing he's like we're gonna make a youtube yeah creators get 10 percent more back yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's the argument. It is hilarious. So now I now I completely lost. Oh, so YouTube. Once upon a time when like people were getting partnered mm -hmm. before it rolled out that it was just a blanket if you had a thousand subs right. and mm -hmm. I don't know, so many watch hours, whatever, you could be partnered and just right. boom, you're in. Right. You had to be like selected yes. to be partnered. Mm -hmm. And nobody kind of knew how you became partnered. Right. And sometimes you'd have a video that just got partnered. Yeah. Like my barbecue video yeah. was just the craziest video. They're like, we're going to we're going to make this ha have ads on it. And we're like, yeah, great. My channel. We don't want anything to do with the rest of your channel. It's just this one dumb video you made about a smoker. Um, so at that time, the, the Wild West of YouTube. My video is partnered. Yes, it is. Yeah. So the um, there was a bunch of prepper channels like in gun community channels. Where yes. Like, this is what we're going to do, guys. Okay. You got a computer. I got a computer. <laughs> we'll watch each other's videos all day long to bump the numbers up. Right? Okay? Yeah. You following me? Yeah. You, you, you see where we're... Uh -huh. And then you get another computer. <laughs> you do the same thing with that one. <laughs> so many of those channels got like banned and demonetized. <laughs> so Not because of that. Scam. No, straight up. Yeah, straight up. Really? Oh, yeah. They know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that the same two people are watching it. And uh, no, it was like a net, it was like a Ponzi scheme of watching to, to bump up watch time number. It was crazy. Hilarious. They got caught. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this email is from our resident Leatherman. The Leatherman. Wes. 
Hello, guys. It's been a while since I sent in an email because I've been waiting to get some ideas fleshed out. Okay. First off, I would like to say that I was a little apprehensive about the new podcast format. Mm. But after a few weeks, I believe that it is a better route to go. Thank you. While I can't listen to it over a long day at work, the jokes are still there. The ham radio content is still there. And so is the Korean Metro jingle. So I'm happy. Glad to be of service. We are, too. Several weeks ago, the topic was ham radio laptops. A week before that, the episode, a week before that episode aired, I ordered a Dell Venue 11 Pro. Mm -hmm. This device is a tablet, much like you see at restaurants where you sign in or places, uh, but can be updated to Windows. It includes a four foot kiosk. Yeah. I have used it for several weeks now, and I really like it. The battery was upgraded in the one I purchased, and the brightness is great. It'll text you when your QSO is ready. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a little buzzer. It, it <laughs> comes them. with a series of 18 pagers. Yeah. <laughs> the only downside is that it only has one USB port. Mm-hmm. This isn't a problem if you have a one cable radio, but for others, it may pose a small issue. If if that one cable is also the charging cable, that is an issue. <laughs> okay. Right? And, yeah. and that's what the Surface Go uses. And that's my right. problem with it is that it's just a pain in the butt to do all the things. Now you're bringing more crap into the field, more right. things to lose, more things mm-hmm. to forget. You can usually get these for around 200 as NOS or 150 in good condition. It is a full Windows device, so I can use it for work and school too. I have been searching for the best portable device for a while now. My Dell 15 and a half uh, laptop is good. It has great brightness and the frame is all metal, but it's rather large and loves to drink from the battery. So I wanted something better. Mm-hmm. I have tried Raspberry Pi tablets and it's slow. am not a fan of Linux. Oh, oh okay. I have also tried a Windows PC stick with a small screen, and it was a little chunky. The Evolve 3 doesn't appeal to me, so that's why I have not tried it yet, despite the price, much like a G90. Mm. I believe that the Yaesu FT450 and 450D are overlooked when people talk about good radios for beginners. While you have to buy them used, you can get them for as low as $400. I encourage That's people to travel to HamFest because eBay prices are inflated. I will say, I think I've only seen one 450 at a HamFest. Really? Yeah. Because people really hang on to them? That's generally what I take away from not seeing something. Mm-hmm. Um. That's yeah. That's that's generally how I approach that. Either one, people didn't buy a lot of them, mm. which I don't think is the case because it was the entry level Yesu for so long. So a lot of people bought them. Sure. Uh, there are two versions of it. The 450 is the standard, and the the D. What does the D give? <laughs> it gives itself, maybe. It's the D. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> the vitamins. Sunny D's got. This radio is great and has a lot of hidden features. I discovered that this radio has two playback messages, so I do not have to be screaming CQ into the void when doing low power. This radio is also smaller than I thought, which makes it okay for portable use. 
okay, not great. I would not go hiking with this, but I can go from a truck to a picnic table rather quickly. Sure. It has an onboard tuner, which was optional. I think that's the, the D. Okay. And a sound equalizer on it, so you can adjust your audio to punch through the noise. These are features I find really handy in everyday use. It even... Is it is Chloe even small is in the podcast, enough uh, studio to go mobile with if you really wanted to? My biggest complaint is the small VFO knob and the time yeah. it took to get it set up for digital. But I got it now, Josh. If you could get your hands on one of these and try it out, I think this is a hidden gem most beginners do not know about. Much like the IC seventy two hundred. Uh, yeah, I like the screen. I'm a big fan of the screen on the 450D. The interface with digital is also a problem on this radio. It's kind of a pain to get up on digital. Not a, not a huge pain. It's just a lot more involved than what we have now, which is affection, affectionately just a, a cable, a USB right. cable. Mm -hmm. And you're done. All right. Well, Wes signs off. Thanks for the time. I hope I make it to the lottery. This email was not sent via WinLink. Wes, K-I-5-W-E-S. Thank you so much, Wes. What a great recommendation. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. It's good. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it sub 400, for sure. For sure. As a base station? Yeah, I would totally do that. As a new ham? That would be great. Yeah. But Josh is not going to do that because he's going to ride in his radio. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I have to figure that out, too. That's a whole other problem. Riding in the radio. No, the entire body of the truck is aluminum. I you can't really use it as an antenna, so it's going to have to have, like, a rack of some I kind. I swear to God. I don't know that you thought this through. And I did my part, okay? <laughs> I did my part. What do you mean? I it's got fully... you the appointment for the car uh -huh. that you wanted. Yeah. In the model that you wanted. Yeah. So you could go check it out. Yeah, I did. Not with I, the almost, radio. I, I almost told them, like, I, let's just drive this one off the lot. And they're like, well, that's the price minus the markup. And I'm like, oh, okay. What kind of, I hear you. What kind of markup are we talking about? It's basically a whole other car. <laughs> that's the markup. Like, oh, wow. Does the car come with the truck? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's just our money that we take from you. So that we can go buy Honda Odyssey. So that we can buy more cars. No, thank you. The next email is titled, Guess Who Just Got the Chicks? Oh, it's getting into EME. <laughs> it does get the or ladies. Or it's chickens. We're literally talking chickens. And and this is from uh, K-Fire, Ham Solo. Hey, Leia and Josh, this format for communication was chosen for some photos I will include. Oh. I just got back from the Plishner Radio Telescope near Haswell, Colorado, mm. on the southeast part of the state where we were doing a little thing called Earth, Moon, Earth mm. as part of the ARRL Moon Bounce Contest from November 11th through 12th. Excellent. This radio telescope is owned and controlled by the Deep Space Exploration Society and usually devotes most of its telescope time studying pulsars, and ha but has the capability to do EME as well. 
I will be posting a YouTube video on this by Wednesday, November 16th, but thought I'd include some snapshots here. Oh man, these are really, these would definitely get the ladies. Josh, I'm not even going to show you. I like it so much. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Look at how beautiful this picture is. The... <gasps> that is amazing and nicely done at golden hour there, huh? Yeah, I'm going to keep So by the way, you. these pictures will get, Ooh, these pictures you will be posted in the, the HRCC podcast. Wow. There you go. There's a nice picture of Mike himself. Quite a handsome fellow. Look at that. Look that's, at that. That's quite a shadow. They're running FDA or yeah. they're probably doing JT65 for, for media, for Earth, Moon, Earth. After hearing my EME echo, very faint but detectable, I went about and made seven DX contacts and one domestic Whoa. on Q65 60B Digital. My QSOs oh, that's that's from Moonbounce included Belgium, a couple in the Netherlands, two in Germany, <laughs> Eastern Russia, and Slovenia. The domestic was a ham in Virginia with the call sign K4 EME. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is committed yeah committed to getting the ladies yeah seriously <laughs> he just he he's just a, puts it out there he's a player yeah <laughs> he's, he's not a player he just crushes a lot <laughs> he just what he just crushes a lot <laughs> that's i'm not a player i just crush a lot oh man crush a lot that's the song line okay yeah okay that's yeah. all right. My first EME who, experience. Who made that joint? <laughs> I could... Who dropped drop that track? <laughs> Do, are you you seriously don't know what that is? Will I, will we be demonetized since we don't monetize if I just play a little? I have no idea. Like podcast is my. We, we could just upload somebody else's podcast. All I know <laughs> about how podcasts work. I was just going to upload the Joe Rogan experience. Just, <laughs> I have no idea how podcasts work with any of this stuff. All right, Leia's DJing for us here. Yeah, I don't know that song. You don't know? Okay. Who, who was that? Big Punisher featuring Joe. That was that fat Joe? The... Yes. Did he, was he just going by Joe at that time? <laughs> no, I don't think it's... The artist formerly known as Fat no. Joe? <sighs> that was such a big song for a very long time. When? Uh, like early, late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, no. You wouldn't yeah. have got me on that one. Hmm. I mean, they played it at the clubs. I wasn't going to clubs. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Mike continues my first EME experience. And I just have to say in a masculine player's voice, hey, Leia, what's up, girl? What? <laughs> Did you... you stay away from Leia? <laughs> Did you feel a tingle when you saw the subject line? Josh, don't get mad. I was just trying out the new machismo. <laughs> Thanks, guys, and keep hamming it up. 73, Mike, K0, FYR, K-Fire, Ham Solo, and I will link uh, Mike's YouTube channel in the show notes. Very good. Very. Uh, that's uh, EME. Be getting the ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> These are, like, fantastic pictures, though, really. 
I wonder if he was shooting them on the Ricoh GR3X. Quite a talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the next email is titled, Spend My Pesos. <gasps> That's. <laughs> Let me spend your money. <laughs> and this is from Dakota. Hi, Leia and Josh. My friends and I are newish hams and greatly enjoy being off-grid in the mountainous wilderness of British Columbia. I saw one of your videos on Winlink, and I'm hoping you can give me a startup kit idea. Okay. I can, the, probably. I will spend your loonies and toonies. I thought we already talked about this one. <gasps> oh, no. But no. No, that's not right. Okay. The budget's $2,000 USD. Is this Inception? I, I want Have to... we incept ourselves? No. I want to explore HF and possibly use Winlink to get messages to my non-Hamily while we're out camping and exploring. Mm. What would you suggest as far as a quote-unquote kit I could assemble to explore HF and Winlink and other types of digital or packet modes? Isn't $2,000 a pretty good amount of money? It is, but... um... (laughs) You're saying oof, like because, <laughs> that's a that's a nice so, budget, man. So here's here's what goes through my head when we don't get a lot of info. Two thousand dollars, great point and a great starting point. We can do a lot with that. Off grid, yeah. Mountains, yeah. Mountains. Um, Winlink, mm-hmm. digital packet modes, packets. Right. So we're talking all band. So this is what I took away from that. I'll tell you what my my thought process is on this. Okay. $2,000. Great starting point. That That's a, we, we can get you going. The problem is I'm going to be giving you a lot of options. He said, Winlink. Winlink can be HF or it can be packet on VHF, UHF. And he also said packet. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking potentially we're talking HF and VHF, UHF. So he needs all band capability. So we got to factor that into the budget. Okay. Okay. What's not known, not included. He said mountains, but does that mean backpacking? Or does that mean just driving? What does that mean? I don't know. So that means we can go QRP. If we want to do all the things and be QRP, you're pretty much looking at an Icon 705. And you will probably be very happy with that for years to come. Pair it with a cheap windows computer use the rsba1 software for full wireless control of the radio you'd be good to go if you're a mac user and you already have a mac you can use sdr control which i argue is is probably even easier than using rsba1 a fantastic application if he wants a separate hf radio and also a vhf uhf radio that can in itself do packet so then now we're going down the road of like, well, the sky's kind of the limits on the kind of radio you want at that point. You can go with a 7300. You can go with the Yesu 710. You can get an older used radio like a uh, an 8, a Yesu 857 or potentially an ICOM 7100. That's an all-band radio that'll do kind of all the things. It has a USB port, so you can do uh, HF digital modes. You can do WinLink with that. If you're looking for um, something all band, all mode, the Yesu 991A is still being sold. I'm, I'm 
rumored in hearing that that may not be around forever though so if you really do dying for that radio and all band all mode uh, with digital capability radio that might be the one to look at i mean it, it, and then and then that doesn't factor in power supplies batteries antennas or anything like that that's just radio talk right just straight mm-hmm. radio talk now if you're if you're talking going portable You've got a couple of options with antennas. You can go with the freestanding vertical, so that's going to be like a Wolf River or a Buddy Stick Pro. You can do uh, an N-fed antenna like a Chameleon Lefts. I've had really good luck with the Chameleon Lefts. It's a really nicely built antenna. It'll do fine for you. Adam K6ARK is obviously coming out with his 100-watt kit. You can build that for very – jeez, the dog – (laughs) <laughs> what are you what are you doing chloe uh you can build that really cheaply and that'll get you on the air as well for batteries i would encourage you if you are going 100 watts go no less than 12 amp hours you can look at bioenos they can run a little pricey uh two thousand dollars starts to run out pretty quick on you if we're starting to talk about it. nice batteries and solar systems all that stuff that'll that'll start putting a dent in that money real fast, particularly if you're looking at a 7300 or a Yaesu 710. Those are all $1,200 radios right now. The ICOM IC705, $1,200 radio as well, right? So your $2,000 goes a long way, but it doesn't go nearly as far when you start thinking of everything you need. And then what's it all going to go in? Is it going to go in a backpack? Is it going to go in a go box? Is it, you know, an Apache case you bought at the Harbor Freight on Black Friday? You know, those are all considerations on how you want to go. Um, What did you think he meant? Do you think he meant like backpack portable? Uh, I think, well, no. See, it's hard, right? Because the mountainous wilderness of British Columbia, I I feel like there mm -hmm. has to be a decent amount of driving. So moose back. Yeah. Moose back. With the Mounties. With the Mounties. Mm -hmm, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So... Mises, they can carry a lot of radios. <laughs> Big Mises. I thought they were vicious animals. Oh yeah, but the Canadians are built different. They yeah, they can handle that. They're they're like Targaryens with dragons. Correct. Yeah. The moose is the closest equivalent to the Canadian dragon and the Targaryens. Yes. And uh, what what's the language that the old Targaryen or what? Is, their they language. Have no idea. That's just that's just Quebec French. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that is. That's all that is. But they don't speak that in BC. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that's like <laughs> that's one of the realms the, of the, the lost Valerian language. So the Game of Thrones in Canada, like Quebec, is the Targaryens. Wow. Right. Wow. They they speak the old tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, well. like, you know how they all have different, like, animals or things that represent, like, one of them's got to have, like, a beaver. One of them is just straight a, a, a thing of poutine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, the 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 newfies would be uh, just trailer park boys. <laughs> I think. It'd be the Swayze trade. And then, um, oh, what else? Obviously, we got the moose, of course, somewhere. And then... Uh, Canada, one of the, the, the realms would just have to be sponsored by Canada Tire. 
<laughs> what about them Hortons, though? Oh, yeah, of course. How can I forget Hortons? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Timbits, just one of them. Timbits, that's their logo. Oh. I don't know you if know I've answered the question delicious? anymore. Yeah. Tim Tams. Oh, dude, Tim Tams are the best. Yeah, yeah. The best. The easiest place for us to get them is World Market. That is the hidden secret, the hidden gem. Australia's greatest export. Tim, Tams. <laughs> Tim freaking Tams. I cannot tell you. Oh, they're so good. So good. Take that, Nicole Dow. I don't even know who that is. Uh, she, she's a girl who's very much like um what was that youtuber that was natalie uh portman huh wow. no the asian youtuber that oh, used to do natalie community uh something community channel something yeah she so, was great yeah she's fantastic so the female lead for mythic quest uh, which is what I assume to be working in a video game office. <laughs> like, Just like that. Exactly. Not, exactly not like hyperbole that. at all. Uh, Nicole Dow is okay. Australian, I believe. Yeah. But also Natalie. She's, yeah, she's great. Does yeah. she still do her channel? Is, is, is she not better than Tim Tams? No. Tim Tams are the best. Wow. <laughs> T- Tim Tams are like... It is literally a like think oh, of whole Nick Dow. Think yeah. of like a cookie. You go to a supermarket and you buy a cookie. You're not loving life. Like they're good. <laughs> they're good, right? Supermarket cookies are good. They will never replace like a homemade cookie. Sure. Right? No one is arguing this. Mm-hmm. No one. A Tim Tam is like top tier cookie that you can just buy. That didn't require someone just to mass-produce cookie. Right. It is. They're so good. They are so good. If you haven't had a Tim Tam, I cannot express. Oh, this is the literally hot secret: is that you bite one corner and then you bite the other corner and then you put it suck in Vegemite milk and you it. suck it through. Suck the Vegemite right through. There's no Vegemite in it. Make a slurry of Vegemite. <laughs> I love this Vegemite. Is literally, Actually, I so, think Vegemite's better than Tim Tams. I do like Vegemite too. Yeah. I, and uh, everyone listening to this is like, oh, Vegemite's horrible. You're eating it wrong. You're Very doing it wrong. thin, thin. Butter on the toast. Yes. Then thin. The thinnest, the lightest yeah, like just kiss. barely there. The, it, it's like vermouth. It's an umami bomb. It's like, so it's like the vermouth in a gin martini. I'm it is just the lightest some touch. Vegemite toast the, right The now. kiss of, of Vegemite, Vegemite. This is literally... This is the Skyline Chili talk of Australia that we're doing right yeah. now. <laughs> this is literally what's happening right now. There is people who have no idea what we're talking about I with think Tim they, Tams. I think I've seen minty Tim Tams. Oh, I um, I could I could probably yeah. be down with you know, I Tim hope Tam. that they have them because I need them for Christmas, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could get down on a, a minty Tim Tam. Yeah. I'm I'm just waiting I don't even know we're until about after Thanksgiving to get my minty chocolate on. I mean, we lost the entire month of October. Like Halloween, nothing. You didn't decorate for the quote unquote fall season between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. I think we're just going straight into Christmas. I don't know that well, you're we're decorating. Doing, well, for Thanksgiving dinner, I'll probably the table and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Uh I think I've answered the question on two thousand dollars, but obviously we can go just so deep down that rabbit hole. 
Right. But this is when you actually do need to say specifically what you want to do. If you're going to be backpack soda guy, that's a whole different set of yeah. questions and answers. Mm-hmm. If you're going full poda guy, being in Canada, you probably do want a 100-watt radio is my guess. So then take the latter half of my uh, recommendations there. So there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Dakota signs off. Thanks in 73, Dakota VA7 XDW. P.S. Love listening to the podcast. You two are very funny and entertaining. Listening brings me joy, especially on the more emotionally and mentally challenging days. Oh. Thank you for all the smiles. Oh, that means so much. Thank you so much, Dakota. And if you write back more information yeah more information always if, helps if uh that's for everybody listening if you email us yeah. always provide like again not writing a novel but at the same time you got to give me enough info that i can base a more tailored response otherwise you're sure. just going to get the fire hose <laughs> the you next get the, it puts the it gives me the details it needs or it gets the hose again <laughs> The next email is titled K1MAZ Song. And this is from volunteer podcast co-producer Nathan. Hello, friends. New song called QRP Tonight, based on Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Enjoy 73 K1MAZ. Hit it, Josh. Did he say snap and say no, hit it, Josh? I did that. Okay. It's my style. Letting the gray line. <laughs> I'm wondering what rig to use. I look at my options. Oh, so many, why must I choose? And then one asks me, Do I look alright? <laughs> And I say yes. Do, do I sound? Okay? I will QRP tonight. <laughs> you know, the look of the radio is a lot for me. It's got to look the part for me to really do it. I go to a state park, <laughs> and everyone turns to see. Is he talking to aliens? Low-powered signal. <laughs> From a radio that starts, I see. Oh, here we go. And then they ask me, Did you pack it light? <laughs> and I say yes. I got my 705 tonight. Nice. Well done. This yeah, this is, very is good. Well this done. is a good one. I feel giddy because I see. The flowing signal lines and the beauty of it all is I still don't realize how much money is gone.
Time to go home now Where I can hit a D star So I key in my locale And I hop on a reflector And then I whisper As I key up the mic K1MAZ is on the air tonight Oh my darling 705 is QRP tonight Love it. Loved it. You great job. Fantastic, Nathan. As always, an impressive talent. I um Yeah, that's uh that's uh that's kinda how I feel about the seven oh five. I was wondering if he's gonna roll in there's a section of like uh in that song where he where Eric Clapton says like something about getting off. Oh, not like in the literal sense, but like pretty close. Um, and I'm like, yeah, how are we how are we spinning this one, Nathan? <laughs> Thank you so much, Nathan. That's uh, always always a wonderful joy. It was nicely done. Thank you, bud. The next email is titled "All Meat, No Potatoes," and this is from Zach. Uh, I gotta have potatoes, man. <laughs> in keeping with the new format, I'm going to get right into the question. Okay. Cut my email in half. Oh. Pfft. With how prolific 10-meter propagation has been lately, are CB radio operators getting increased range, or oh, does yeah. the legal power limit on CB prevent the same propagation? Huh. So propagation is propagation, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's be clear on that one. CB operators are, are seeing more skip, as they would call it, um, just like we are on 10 meters, right? And... Um, if you watch, if you go back and watch my video on the handheld CB radios, mm-hmm. I was sitting in my office in the center of my home, and I think I was picking up some guy guy in Texas or something like that on CB. Mm-hmm. Now he was probably running a grossly over the limit power, <laughs> but um, they're still propagating fantastically because when 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 11 meters which is cb or 10 meters is closed it's really only good for for ground wave local local contacts and relatively close when skip is open that's when you're you're going hundreds of miles plus right right and so yeah they're they're getting the same effect and and now as ham radio operators we can run easily 100 watts of power and we did that um spoiler alert the third day this is when Kevin is involved. It's going to involve Kevin again. I'm, I'm really, you know, really teasing this one out a little bit because it was amazing. It was 10 meters, 100 watts mm-hmm. on the buddy hex, which the buddy hex is just a it's just a two element beam. It's not it's not a complex multi element beam antenna. And uh, I made literally I came home from that from that event and it all that did. If you remember earlier in the podcast, we already mentioned John Amadeo. 
John was the one that's been talking about that any tone. Right. Right? I bought that any tone. And after what I saw... Are you, you're on, not full of regrets? No, no. A- after what I saw on, on Thomas Mountain, I, I made literally two videos after I came home to talk about 10 meters and specifically why everyone needs to get something set up like ASAP right. to prepare for this. And mm-hmm. if you're not doing this as a technician, you are missing out on some amazing long distance contacts. And we can do it cheaply. I think I think the the I think the video one of the videos is going to be getting a really good functioning 10 meter rig under $500. Power, antenna and radio. Mhm. Going to be uh it, it never been done before. No, it's, you can do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach signs off. Thanks for doing the stuff and half the things. <laughs> Zach N7 Z J L. Zach, we're doing all the things. That's right. We're doing all the things. Thank you so much. Uh, hopefully that answered your question. The next email is titled Texas Desert Radio. And this is from Douglas. To Anthony in Texas Hill Country, I will <laughs> I'm relaying a message now. Okay. I will be in the Hill Country on the 20th of November, about 50 miles away. I will have at least one ham dual band station set up douglas and i think uh that was for anthony that has a bit of a uh ham radio dead zone okay (laughs) thank you so much douglas the next email is titled ht question and this is from colt okay hi josh and leia i sent you an email a couple of weeks about uh, weeks ago about how I passed my tech but did not have a call sign yet. I got it a couple of days later. KE8VYA. I had a question for you about HTs. My base is a Yesu FT991A. Okay. I have a Baofeng UV5R mm-hmm. that I gave to my friend who is interested in radio. My main HT is a Yesu FT70DR. And I just put an ICOM IC2730A in my car earlier this week. Okay. I am wanting to get into APRS mm-hmm. with an HT. Mm-hmm. Need it really portable for moving in and out of different tractors. Wish I could afford a mobile for each. And wanted to get your opinion if I could. I was bidding on a couple of FT2DRs, mm-hmm. but the price kept going higher than I was wanting to spend on those. I found a few of the FT1DRs, and I really like the physical keypad on them. Yeah. Are these radios still considered good or worth it today? Or should I just bite the bullet and go for the FT5DR? I really like the 5, but I'm having trouble with letting myself spend that much on another radio at the moment. Also, what? I have learned the addiction <laughs> that the addiction and need to acquire more radios is very real. Maybe we should start a help group. I'm sure Leia would fully support us. <laughs> I would. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, FT1DR is totally fine. The The interface is a bit dated, mm-hmm. right? The screen's a lot smaller, but he didn't really mention what he wants to do with APRS. He said he's going to be in the tractor, mm-hmm. jump in between tractors. Yeah. So maybe this is just beaconing. Okay. So if it's just beaconing, then yeah. What's any... the difference between the one and the two? Uh, the one is a much smaller radio. 
Mm. It has a smaller screen. The okay. two went to full touchscreen with some buttons. Oh, I see. And the one is a more traditional radio with a keypad, mm. physical keypad. Okay. And a much smaller screen. Then they went to the FT2, which is a big, big screen. Actually, it was like one of the largest screens on a Yesu radio uh, with limited uh, physical buttons. And then the FT3 came out, and then now you have the FT5. My general opinion of the line of the FT radios is they're all pretty good. If you want to get into the newest, latest, greatest, and you just have to have it, if you get yourself an FT3DR, that is almost all the way an FT5. They're almost identical. There's okay. very little difference. Between but what's them. the price difference between the one and the three? I think it's like 200 bucks. Okay. It's 100 to $200 cheaper to go mm -hmm. with the three. The, the FT3 to FT5 transition, they did add some features. They did change some things. But the reality is the reason why they incremented it was because of uh, part shortages. Oh. They were not able to sustain the FT3 in its current mm -hmm. design based off of the chips they were using. So they had to upgrade to the FT5. The FT3 is not a radio. They Okay. So oftentimes, why do we go from one radio to another radio in the same product line? Mm -hmm. It's because it's it's become outdated and we need to revise it, refresh it, if you will. Okay. The FT3 to FT5 up, update was not because it was outdated. It was entirely predicated on parts availability. I see. Now, I realize the way I said that. This is Josh talking. This is my assumption. I'm not operating on any insider information. And if uh, John Crook, if you're listening, don't be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are my personal opinions, my assumptions. Um, I think, though, having talked to John, I think I actually had John on my channel to talk about this because I think we had him out to do the FT5. I think I did. Yeah. Um, I think he would agree that it's largely based off of part shortage. So if you get yourself a three, by the way, I have a three and a two. I'm selling them. I'm selling them. I'm selling them, Liam. Oh, so happy to hear but it. But you have to come to the ham fest in Huntington Beach. Okay. I'm selling them physically. You physically have to come buy it for me. Second second weekend Saturday every month. Go watch my video. It was uh at the air gun shop. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Colt, I hope you make a great decision on your radio and that whatever you choose, you love it very much. Oh, you'll like all of them. They're all good. I think uh, Mike KMRD still uses an FT1. Yeah. Good radio. Colt signs off. Thanks. And 73 Colt K-E-8-V-Y-A. Oddly enough, an FT1 is unique enough that they could have kept making the FT1 and made the FT2. And I don't know that it would have been like that much of a split in the market share. Mm -hmm. I still think about that kind of stuff sometimes. All right. And now it's time. Are you serious? It's the All right. The last email is titled, The Michigan Kid Having Trouble Making Friends. Oh, okay. And this is from Justin. 
Hey, Josh, I'm just listening to the November 4th episode and got to the part about Doug from Michigan, KE8VGM, that is having a hard time making friends or finding people with similar values and geared towards emergency preparedness. I hope you shot him towards American contingency offline, but if not, you can forward him my information. Uh, American contingency is great. Yep, it's, it's the uh, group Mike that was Glover's. created by Mike Glover. Mm -hmm. I believe they are their own thing now, and that's a byproduct of all the stupid stuff they had to deal with with the government. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it is literally, and so anybody listening to this that has gotten uh, taken by the media that was talking about American contingency, it is not some paramilitary terrorist group. It is purely like-minded people that want to help each other in learning how to be more self-reliant and prepared. Gotcha. And there is a, a segment of the American contingency that is involved in ham radio. Gotcha. They go to the ham fest. Mm -hmm. They talk to lots of people when they're there. There are a lot of good people, good guys. And um, I, I do recommend that. That is another option. That is a good, a good recommendation. It's given a lot of people a sense of belonging and leveraging other skill sets. I'm not in Michigan, but I'm a group leader here in Florida. I know that we've got groups in his state and can help him get plugged in if he decides he wants to connect. Yeah. 73, Justin. That reminds me, I got to text Mike Glover. Okay. I'm supposed to, I'm still supposed to go out there, but things got busy for everybody. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody who emailed into the email correspondence tower. We appreciate the time you took. We're definitely not trying. We're. I think we read all the emails. We did. But that doesn't mean let's mm. go full throttle on the emails again, because we're still going to find the balancing point. And right. I think right. we found it. I think we're good. Mm -hmm. So I uh, very much appreciate all the time people spend in all the ways that they contribute to this podcast because you guys largely are the major portion of it regardless of how much we cut it back you're, you're still the right. primary yeah. driving factor of why we do this and so absolutely we absolutely appreciate all the emails the voicemails the reviews over on itunes you name it the whole nine yards and again it's it's our goal is at least my goal is to help people get started in ham radio get the right answers, at least close enough to the right answers that they can get out there and experiment and try for themselves. Right. That is the big thing that I feel we haven't, well, I do it, and I know other people do it too, but again, it's to encourage people to just try it. Just try it. Put the antenna up. Don't ask people, just do it. I mean, ask ask your wife. Yeah, well, don't don't do anything your, to hurt yourself. Or don't, your, or your what husband. if I use the power lines as an antenna? Don't do that. <laughs> what if I ground my station to my gas pipe? Don't do that. That's not okay. <laughs> but most of the time, none of this stuff is that serious or will damage your radio in a way that, you know, that there's no problem there. You you need to experiment. You need to try it because then you'll have firsthand knowledge of what works and doesn't work. And I I know firsthand experience the more you try things and 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 play around you will learn so much more about the hobby and so much more about how it all goes together and how it works so highly encourage you to continue to do that 
And, uh, and yeah, we appreciate all the involvement. Leah, anything you want to mention? No. Anything important coming up? No. Okay. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.